Good morning. Good morning. So just for scheduling, this will be our second to last Sunday morning shear of the Zman, with Hashem, before a brief Bein Hazmanim. Shear this morning is entitled, Sacrificing One Shabbos to Preserve Many. <laughs> Anything to do with the recent... I don't know what you're referring to. Oh, no, 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 no. That's a different, that's a different discussion. But this is also very, very fundamental. And getting into some of the background and the lumbus, we'll see. There are many applications. Halacha The Gemara Yuma, famous sugi here in Daf Pehei, speaks about the, uh, the Shorish, where do we know that you're allowed to be Mechalel Shabbos to save a life? How do we know that you're allowed to do Malacha on Shabbos for Pikulach Nefesh? So the Gemara goes through many different ideas and drushes and Kabachomers. And then at one point, on Pei Hayam and Beis, very top line here in our copies, Reb Shem Omer, Vishom B'Vinei Yisrael Shabbos, Shimon ben Anasa says, we derive from the Pasuk of Vishom Rebbe Yisrael, it's a Shabbos, the Torah is teaching us that one should profane, one should desecrate one Shabbos in order to guard many. Am Rabbi Yehuda Amr Yehuda Mishmuel said, if I was there in this discussion, everyone giving their own suggestions, how do we know you're allowed to be Mechal Shabbos for Kuach Nefesh, I would have said something better than anybody else. Namely, in The Torah says in Pasha Zacharei Mos, You should live by them, by the mitzvos, V'lo Shiyomus Behem. And the drasha is, famous drasha, Live by the mitzvahs, do not die by them. That's my drasha. The Chai Behem teaches us that you should be Machal Shabbos for Bikulach Nefesh. The Gemara goes on here, as it concludes the sugya. It says the truth is, you could really find a pircha, you could ask a question on all of the other sources, except for what was said B'Shem Shmuel, the Chai Behem. That seems untouchable. And the very last line says, regarding Shmuel's din of Vachai Behem, or his understanding of why you're allowed to be Mechal Shabbos for Pikulach Nefesh, there we say, Better one gishmak sharp, spicy pepper than a whole basket filled of melons. Okay. So here's the $64,000 question. Is the Gemara in the Maskana? When the Gemara concludes this discussion, is the Gemara saying, we go like Shmuel in contrast to everything else that was mentioned? Now you might ask, well, what's the difference? What's the nafkamina? It's the same halacha. The halacha is, you're allowed to violate Shabbos to save a life. So we happen to like Shmuel's source the best, but is there any halachic nafkamina? And if there is, do we paskin like Shmuel, that we go with v'chai behem, or 
Is it something we say it's a great drasha, but maybe we could incorporate one of the other svaras as well? Oh, so right off the bat we have we have one glaring nafkamina. If I could save a life, let's take a more extreme, tragic case where it's clear. This person, maybe, maybe if you're Mechal Shabbos, you might give him a few more minutes, but he's not making it to next Shabbos. He will never be Zoha to, to, to keep Shabbos again. So then you could argue, according to the Svar of Rav Shem Chalal Shabbos Achas, there's no heter to be Mechal Shabbos if it's not going to, to enable him to keep more Shabbosos. According to the Svara of Shmuel, Bahai Bahem, it doesn't make a difference if he'll do any mitzvah again in his life. If you could keep him alive, even for a few moments, then Bahai Bahem, Lachara should paskin, be Mechal Shabbos right now. So that sounds like a very, very basic nafkamina. And says the Shochanar Chanar Chaim Shin Chavtes. The first sif here says, Kol Pikuach Nefesh Doche Shabbos, Vahazoriz Hereze Meshubach. Any situation of pikuach nefesh, when there's a risk to someone's life, then we are mechalo shabbos, and the quicker you do so, then you are praiseworthy. Well, that's what that's what happens when you get up and you get yourself some water. Okay, your mamish missed the nafkamina. Okay, I heard the nafkamina from saying, but they still exist. No, well, the question is if the gemara is pasketing like Shmuel. It could be the Gemara is telling us we don't go with the Svar of Chalal Shabbos Achas. Or maybe we do. Is there ever a nafkamina in either direction we're going to see right now? Maybe you can ignore one. Maybe. Meaning, that, we'll say it like this. Pashat Pshat, Vachai Behem seems to encompass every situation because it's not at all dependent on what will happen in the future. Rather, Vachai Behem is teaching you do malacha right now to enable someone to live. In order, in order for nothing. In order that they should live. So it seems to be the Bahem is more permissive. What we're going to explore though, is there ever a situation where v'chai Bahem may not apply, may not work as a heter, so to speak, and the svar of Chalal Shabbos Achas would apply. That's what we have to know if we're rejecting that svara, lamaskana, or we're also going with it. So the Shulchan Aruch says, "Kol pikuach nefesh docha Shabbos v'hazoriz hareza meshubach afilu nafla deleka b'chatzer acheres." Even if there's a fire in a different chatzer, a different courtyard, and there's any concern that it might travel and endanger others, then mechaben kadesh lo tavor, put out the fire. So if there's a fire, Khalil, that starts in someone's home, even though it's during the day and everyone's awake and you make sure to get out of the house and you tell your neighbors if it's a real fire and you're living in a normal community where there are homes all around, put out the fire or call the fire department. Because any suffolk that it might spread and endanger other lives, then mechaben kadesh lo tavor. I might have told this story before, but we had a few occasions where the, the nephew of Shmuel Vosner came to visit East Boca, just for a day or two. 
very, very chosh of a yid, a businessman. And I could tell as soon as he walked in the first time that there is a hadras pondam there. So I went over and, and said, Shalom Aleichem. And he said his name, I'm forgetting his first name right now. What was his first name? I'm forgetting. But the last name he said was Wozner. That's what he said it. Is it? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. So I said, any relation to Hagoin Harav Shmuel Vosner? I said, any relation? He's my uncle. And I said, therefore, you have to share with me some amazing stories. He actually learned with his uncle Bechavrusa for a short time period. And he said, Lemaisa, he was so medactic when it came to coming to Seder on time. If I would walk in like 30 seconds late, he would look at his watch and ask me, is everything okay? <laughs> he said that when the Rav Shmuel Vosner moved with his wife to Eretz Yisrael, I don't even know what year that was, but a long time ago, the Mamish had nothing. And any possession they had was in this small little shack that they made home. One of the first Friday nights in Eretz Yisrael, Rav Shmuel Vosner is davening Kabbalah Shabbos. Someone comes running into shul and goes to, to Rav Vosner and says, there's a fire in the Rav's home. So he looks up from his sitter and he says, Charlotte the Koch Nefesh? No, no, but it's Shaykh, everything's going to be destroyed. He goes back to that one. <laughs> true story. I heard from the nephew. Charlotte the Koch Nefesh? Okay, Don't bother me in the middle of Davening. What are you doing? Okay. So that's the first sif over here. Sif Dalid and Shin Chavtas. The Machaber tells us, "Afilu matzul merutzots she'eno yochal lichios ella lefisha." Chas v'shalom, something happens. You know, there's a, a building that collapses or something like that. And the Maisi, you find someone there who's mamish merutzos, where it's clear he's not going to live. He has no ability to live more than maybe a few moments. Nonetheless, mefachin ubodkin al chotmo. You still do any malacha it takes to remove the rubble and to check, because you're not even sure if he's alive, but you do malacha to check if he is alive. If you don't sense any life coming from his nose, meaning there's no breath, then you could assume he's dead. And this gets into a whole different discussion for a different, uh, different Sunday morning, perhaps, of how do we determine halachic death. <laughs> okay. Meaning, is it is it the cessation of breath? Does brain death count as? You initiate? I'm saying, let's say you don't know for sure how long the person dead for when you initiate. Ah, so says Shlomo Zalman Arabach. Had an amazing idea. He says nowadays, Baruch Hashem, we do have techniques, right? CPR and uh, other forms, perhaps, of trying to to get back a pulse. So he says, Avada, if there's any habamina that by doing some kind of heroic intervention you can get back a breath and get back a pulse, so then of course you'd be mechoyiv to do any malacha. What's that? So that, that, that's what I'm saying. That, that we're going to have to leave for now. That lumais is a whole discussion unto itself. You want, you, do you want to quote Derek Agav, something from the Feinstein family? What? That's a good. That's a good shaila as well. If if you bring if you if you bring someone back, yes, these are good shailas. You bring somebody back, 
Yeah, he was flat lied, then you bring him back through CPR. Does he have to get a new Kedushin? Right? It's a good Shiloh. Yes. Halavai, okay. So. What? The owner of what? Of the property that should be uh, destroyed. In the fire. Something like that. Like if there is a fire and right. the property can be destroyed but also might be alive. So the owner should not be the one uh, to take care of the fire. Mm, the, the, these, are, these are svaras in a vacuum. Practically speaking, if there's a fire in your home, and it's a real fire, and it could spread, we don't apply any of those svaras, you put out the fire. Suffolk pikuach nefesh. But here, though, the Mechaber is paskening that even though there's no chance of this person being Mekayim, the mitzvah Shabbos in the future, you still save his life, and based on the Gemara and Yuma, that makes a lot of sense. That's predicated on the Pasuk of V'chai Behem. So here the Berlacha helps us out. Let's take a look here at the Berlacha. Even though in this situation, by saving his life, he will not keep further Shabbosos, but it's Dafka that he'll be able to keep Shabbos in the future. Who had din shar mitzvos? The truth is, if he could do any mitzvah in the future, like the Me'iri writes, this is a quote here from the Me'iri, even though it's clear he does not have the chance to live even nonetheless whatever tiny moment he has that you could prolong his life it's possible he'll have her and he could do vidui that's a quote for the meiri now what's very intriguing about this meiri is that he seems to be incorporating the logic of Halal Shabbos Achas. Right? We would have said, if the conclusion of the Gemara is just V'chai Behem, and we don't care about what kind of mitzvos you may or could do in the future, so then there's no need to tell us that he might have thoughts of tshuva. Even if, if Halila, someone has no consciousness, and he'll never have thoughts of tshuva, Chai Behem would say, you still save a life. So comes along the Birloch and says, Omnam Be'emis Nero, Ba'alma. This is just giving it a, a reason. But we are not saving someone's life because he may do mitzvos. The reason we're saving someone, Gesundheit, is not because we feel it's worth being Mechalel Shabbos wants to save or to ensure many mitzvos. Rather, it's we push off any mitzvah or any iser for the sake of a life. Like Shmuel learns out from the Pasuk V'chai Behem. And like the Rambam tells us, the halachos of the Torah are not meant to be nakama ba'olam. Elu rachamim v'chesed v'sholam ba'olam. Okay. 
So the Mishnah Bura, the Bera Lacha here is telling us, even if there's no chance of any Shmira Shabbos in the future, there's no chance of any Hirhurei Tshuva or any other type of conscious uh, mitzvah, Bechira Latov, you still save a life based on the Pasuk of Vachai Behem. Let's talk about that for now. That's more in Shin Lamed we get into those discussions. So, here's the question how to understand the Bir Lacha. Is he saying that according to the conclusion of the Gemara and Yuma, we're not really going with the logic of Chalal Shabbos Achas, and the only thing we're embracing is Vachai Behem? It kind of sounds like he says that. Chalal Shabbos Achas, that's more like a reason given to the Halacha, but the Iker is the Pasuk of Vachai Behem. So that means we could be more lenient in a case like this, but what would that mean in a situation where Chalal Shabbos Achas would apply, but Vachai Behem would not apply? Can you think of that type of situation? What's a scenario where Vachai Behem would not allow us to do any kind of Iser, but Chalal Shabbos Achas might allow us to do an Iser? So, conveniently, we have the very next source in the sheet here. <laughs> this is a famous Tshuva Sarash book, quoted in the Beis Yosef at the end of Shin Vav. Mechavra says as well, If you have a group of Ovdei of Odezara, and they come and they abduct one's daughter to shmad her, Right to bring her back to their, their compound and to basically brainwash her and to become one of, one of their uh, tribe's people. And this is talking about a hypothetical case where you know for sure there's no pikuach nefesh. And that's why generally it's not such a halacha application because anything like this where someone's abducting a, someone to take them anywhere, it's definitely pikuach nefesh. But theoretically there is no pikuach nefesh. And the only shaila was, we're going to lose her Judaism. So the Mechaber Paskins, mitzvah losum lederech pomav lishtadel b'hatzalasa. It's a mitzvah, right, to get on the road, take your weapons with you, jump in the jeep, follow them and pursue them and get her back. Okay? Now the basic rationale for this halacha seems to be based on a discussion in Shabbos and Daf Dalet. Which is, am I allowed to do a small sin to save someone from doing a greater sin? And generally, it seems from that Gemara, the answer is no. We don't paskin However, Tosos writes that one exception to this is in a situation where the person you're trying to, to save, when they're doing this really, really uh, grave sin, they're baones. They're not choosing to do it. There's no level of negligence there. So then we would paskin, if you could do a small hate to save them from a, from a great hate, then you should do so. So that seems to be the basis as to why we say mitzvah losum lederech pomav lishtadel b'hatzalasa. 
However, based on this, the Mishnah Bureau quotes the Magad of Ram. Kosov Magad of Ram. Tzarech Iyin, Im habas ketana verotzim lotziyah michlal Yisrael, Im yasa hagodol chet bishvila. If the young lady that was taken was a ketana, now, obviously, emotionally, that would sound like more of a reason to obviously jump in the Jeep and save her, and that's how we pass him, so don't worry. But Magan of Ram is, is questioning if the whole logic is so right now, she doesn't really have any mitzvos. So uh, maybe it's not so easy to say or do we apply the logic we saw in the Gemara and Yuma, which is, Chalal alav Shabbos echad, Kedei sheyishmer Shabbos Says the Magan of Ram, but maybe we would paskin, it's worth being machalal this Shabbos, even though right now this nine-year-old girl does not chayiv in Shmir Shabbos, but by us being machalal Shabbos, we're going to ensure, or at least we're going to try to ensure, that she'll keep Shabbos Harbe. But the point I want to glean from the Mugan of Ram is, why does he quote Halal Shabbos Achas? Why not quote V'chai Bahem? Huh? Because there's no Pikuach Nefesh. So here's the first case we could find, right? Where V'chai Bahem would not apply, would not allow me to be Mechalal Shabbos, but the logic of Halal Shabbos Achas would. In a situation where it's not real Pikuach Nefesh, in this case, it's more of a spiritual pikuach nefesh, but it's clear from the Magan of Ram, v'chai behem doesn't apply to spiritual pikuach nefesh. It only applies to real life and real death. <coughs> the reason why you're still allowed to be mechal Shabbos, and this is how we paskin, is because chalal Shabbos achas, kadesh yishmar shabbos harbe. But didn't the Bir Lacha and Shinchav test tell us that that's not really the reason the reason is v'chai behem. That's a tam. It's only a tam. That was in a case still a middle Oh, so Dr. Seidel nailed it. L'chorah, the way to read that Berlacha is, in a case of pikuach nefesh, l'maysa, we don't need halal Shabbos achas kadesh tishmar shabbosos harbei. That's a tam that's given. The real reason your mechalal Shabbos for pikuach nefesh is v'chai behem, which is much more pervasive. But he's not telling us that, that at the end of the Gemara, we reject that logic. No. Halacha we apply that logic to cases where v'chai behem cannot work. This is case number one. I want to share with you case number two, which is also intriguing. Are you allowed to be mechala Shabbos for Hatzalah's Uber? Let's say the mother's life is not in danger, right? However, there is a concern that if you're not mechala Shabbos now, there could be a danger to the fetus. Obviously, this gets involved with the whole massive discussion of abortion and what the issue of abortion is. Do we view it as real ritzicha? Is it murder? What seems to be clear, though, is that even according to Ramosha, who feels that hariga sa'uber, right, the actually doing an abortion, is ritzicha, it doesn't mean that it's the same level life that the child is when he's ba'aver ha'olam, when he's in this world. So says of Shmuel Vosner, if all we had was the Pasuk of V'chai Behem, the Drush of Shmuel, very likely we would not be able to learn from V'chai Behem that you're allowed to be Mechalo Shabbos to save a fetus. 
that might not be the chai, the level of chai the Torah is talking about. However, if we're also going with the svar of Chalal Shabbos Achas, Kedei Sheyishma Shabbosos Harbe, so then even if the Uber is not Begeder Chai, but we're being Mechal Shabbos to Amir Tzishem, enable this, this person to keep many Shabbosos. That's why it's Mutter and it's a Mitzvah, and it's a Chiv to be Mechal Shabbos, even if there's no danger to the mother whatsoever, it's only a danger to the Uber. That's why we need that Pasuk, right? That extra Pasuk, because the doesn't apply. That's why we have that Pasuk, which is really more of a Svara, that we're learning from the Pasuk exactly. Now we have two, two examples where the Svara would apply, even though V'chai Behem does not. And here's the third and final example. There is a famous Tshuva of the Chassam Sofer, which I'm sure we've quoted before. Uh, the second paragraph here, he speaks about a Yelid Shedino Kishota. You have a child who has the status of a shota. If the institution that, that has the best chance of bringing a refua to this child is one where they don't allow any outside food, they'd be feeding him treif. And the question the Chassam Sofer is actually grappling with, as we know, like we've spoken about in the past as well, there's an isra of Sfinan Lebiadayim that I can't directly feed treif even to a, to a little baby, right? Where there's no mitzvah, obviously, on the child, and there's no mitzvah of chinuch, but to feed treif biyadayim is still going to be an iser deraisa. Chassam Sofer is wondering, maybe by placing your child in this institution, that might be considered svinan le biyadayim. Okay. So he comes out in that tshuva by saying... <laughs> if there is a, a hope that this might bring the child a refuah, he wants to say that even if you would consider this directly feeding the child mutter, it would still be permissible. Translation, it's mutter for me to do an iser deraisa, right, to not vadai, but to at least try to, to get this child who's categorized the shota into the status of a pikeach. Are we mechoyiv to leave him in a state where he's mamish pater from mitzvos? Now, he's not really articulating what's the halachic svara that's allowing you to do, potentially, in Isidur Isa. So there's a tshuva in the Minchas Asher, of Asher Weishlita, where he suggests as follows. He says, Biyasod svara. potentially, he says, the, the underpinnings of this svara of the Chassam Sofer, it's similar to what the Gemara in Yuma says. Now this is, this is relating back to the initial shayla he's grappling with. 
which is one we quoted in the OCD discussion, right? Someone who mamish suffers in a real severe way with OCD, that, that's what he's talking about. But what he's suggesting is that the, the basic logic of the Chassam Sofer, when he says, mm-hmm. is based on this svar of the Gemara Yuma. Why are you allowed to do Savin and You're in violation of an Isidiraisa. It's considered you're feeding your son treif. But if by feeding him treif, you're enabling him potentially to keep mitzvahs in the future, that could be the logic of Halal Shabbos Achas, Kedei Sheishmer Shabbos Harbe. Right? So these are three interesting nafkaminas where Halal Shabbos Achas would be more permissive than the mitzvah, than the Pasik of Bechai Behem. Right? The last two cases, yes. not just Shabbos. What, what mitzvahs can you extend this to? Let's say there are greater and lesser mitzvahs that maybe it's a level of Shabbos that we So that's a good question. It's mashma that it's not limited to Shabbos. If anything, you might be able to make a kavachomer. That if we say you're allowed to be mechal Shabbos, kadesh yishma Shabbos harbe, and one who's mechal Shabbos is mamish kovid of and Shabbos is the os between Kal Yisrael and Hashem, and it's viewed as very severe, even more so than Yom Kippur. So then the Pashib Shad is this would apply kosher kain to any mitzvah. On the other hand, the answer to your question is, we can't apply this to any mitzvah, <laughs> right? These are very, very nuanced and dangerous discussions because if a person walks away from, from uh, some of these marmakomos, you could think of all sorts of interesting rationales to start saving the world. You know, generally, we have a hashkafa that the ends don't justify the means, except for when they do. <laughs> but knowing those exceptions, that's not a simple thing. You need broad shoulders and a vast knowledge of Torah and Yerushalayim to be able to pass in these shilas. But at least for us to have a little bit of a deeper understanding and appreciation of where some of these things come from, Halach Lamaisa, it sounds like we pass in both Bachai Behem and Halal Shabbos Achas. That is a wonderful question, and there's a slew of Achronim who discussed this. I and Shamba Duke Hative. Have a wonderful day, Rabbi Sai.